Wild and Free, a Battleborn podcast, is being recorded from Southern Paiute Territory. Welcome to Wild and Free, a Battleborn podcast. This is Jacob here, as always, with B. What's the good word, B? B for burnout. Yikes. We're tired. Yeah, we are tired. But we're excited today because we have Grant and Angelique from the Pride Tree today to talk about this uh, very cool, fairly new to our community nonprofit, Grant Angelique. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. We're excited to be here and sort of share where the Pride Tree's at and where we're going. Awesome. Well, let, let's just start out then with the, the, the big question. What is the Pride Tree? So the Pride Tree is a new nonprofit established about six months ago, and we are all about giving LGBTQ plus youth and allies safe spaces to discuss their identity. And really the Pride Tree started after a 15 year old gender fluid student of mine shared with me her struggles that she runs into on a regular basis. And she shared with me that she receives cyberbullying severe enough to include death threats on a fairly regular basis. That really struck a nerve with me Um, This student also shared with me that she did not have a lot of places to go for support. So the Pride Tree does a couple of things. We have Club Pride Tree, where we talk about all the hot button issues that people don't like to discuss. So we facilitate discussions about things like navigating the coming out process. We talk about pronouns. We talk about how to be an ally. We are also working to develop a mentorship program where we take middle schoolers and high schoolers, pair them up with college students and working professionals who all share a common interest. An example would be law. You take a middle schooler and a high schooler who want to get into law, pair them up with a UNLV pre-law student and an actual working lawyer, you got your middle school law pipeline. And then we are planning to roll out Camp Pride Tree in 2022. Uh, Jacob B, have you ever been to summer camp before? Yes. A couple of times. Okay. So if you've ever been to camp, you know what an amazing experience that can be. Camp is also a very gendered experience. Boys camp, girls camp. Boys cabin, girls cabin. So Camp Pride Tree is working to give kids this free summer camp experience um, while removing those gender norms. Angelique, did I miss anything there? No, you got it all. Where does the name come from? Pride Tree. Yeah, so the name comes from a painting that my dad actually made for a friend of his who happens to be gay. And my dad did a painting of a tree um, growing in front of the pride flag. And I really love that painting because you look at different religions, you look at different cultures, and you hear all about um, trees, trees symbolizing life, 
trees symbolizing sort of development and personal growth. That ties in with a lot of what we're working to do at the Pride Tree. Um, it also makes for a lot of great hashtags. Frankly, you got, you know, take root, watch us grow. Ooh. You got all types of good hashtags that come out of that. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I like it. So you got, you know, your deeper meaning and then you got your just buzzy marketing meaning. Right. Because I, I would say if you were to go out into the community and talk about the pride tree, it, the good part about that is people would probably at least be able to understand kind of the core of what that is, you know, so it's it's not an unusual thing. So, you know, oftentimes as you know, and we'll talk about this a little bit, you know, about the process of starting a nonprofit. But, you know, one of the challenges with nonprofits that are new is communicating what it is that they do. And so having a name that at least is descriptive um, in some ways about what they do, as opposed to, you know, like a long name that is confusing, you know, that's it's kind of one of the ways, you know, when when you first contacted me, Grant, I was like, Pry Tree. Before I even looked, I was like, OK, at least I have an idea of what this organization may be involved with. Yeah. Angelique, why did you get involved? Um, I got involved with the Pride Tree because I believe in community. I think the La Las Vegas has, you know, such a unique community. And I live here. I want to invest in it. I want our youth to grow up and contribute um, in ways that makes the community more inclusive, more um, understanding, more accepting of people being the, where they are. I mean, this is the place where you are supposed to come and be wild. You should be able to live here and be your true self at the least. That is, that's How awesome. many people are involved? How many people are on the tree house? Oh, see, I hadn't thought of- <laughs> Hashtag. Mm -hmm. I thought you need to call the camp. <clears throat> actually, no, you know what? We are looking for a new name for our blog, so I might actually steal that. I Boom. like that. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> so, the Pry Tree started off with a nine-person board, and with our board, I was incredibly conscious of including diversity and creating this inclusive board. So the majority of our board identify as LGBTQ. I don't identify as LGBTQ+. There's only so much I can say on certain topics, but... With a group like the Pry Tree, of course, we want to be sure that we're including LGBTQ plus voices. We also wanted to be cognizant of including people of color on our board. We wanted to include bilingual board members. We wanted to include women on our board. We really wanted to practice what we preach and walk the walk, not just talk about being inclusive. So we have our nine person board. They are all tremendously talented as well. We have people working as accountants and lawyers and in education and in nonprofits. Um, love the board, could talk about the board all day long. And then we are piloting our program right now at two different schools, Explore Academy and Equipo Academy, um, both middle and high schools. And we're looking to expand that out to about five or six schools for the next school year. That's something that does make us different. We bring our programs directly to kids at school. We aren't spending thousands of dollars to create this facility and asking kids to come to us. We are 
bringing our programs directly to kids makes it a lot more affordable and it makes it a lot more inclusive and accessible for everyone. And Grant, I think that's something that's pretty unique. And if you two, you know, want to talk about, you know, how this is different than what currently exists in schools, you know, and, and both B and I have been involved in other youth programs. So, you know, we have kind of a general idea of how, um, how some of these programs work, but, but what makes the pride tree different from maybe other things that exist within the schools as we see them now? Mm -hmm. So in terms of what makes us unique and what makes us different, we are an opt-in program. We have no agenda. We're not trying to influence kids to believe anything or participate in anything that they're not comfortable doing. However, we are about having these conversations. You look at human development and you it's pretty common knowledge that people's identity forms as teens, rebellious teen, moody teen. Okay, well, gender and sexuality are key parts of identity, but people don't like to talk about that at school. So what makes us different? We're having those discussions about gender. We're having those discussions about sexuality and we're doing it in a safe, supportive environment at school. I look back on my experience as a 13-year-old kid. If I were a 13-year-old kid who was questioning my gender, questioning my sexuality, and I went to mom and dad and said, hey, can you drive me to this facility once a week? That's kind of a hard sell. And they would probably have some questions for me. They'd do it, but that's a very different type of experience that, hey, mom and dad, can I stay after every Wednesday and go to this Pride Tree program? So that's what really makes us different is we're having those discussions that people are often uncomfortable having and we're doing it in a inclusive way and in an, in an accessible way. Angelique, did I miss anything? No, I think you got all that. The only thing I would add is that... Um, with Club Pride Tree coupled with this camp, we are, you know, effectively connecting these youth who have the who want to talk about these similar ideas and build this more inclusive space. Um, and so it's kind of taking it to the next level. So it builds on each other. And I think creating a network, it looks like a support network with their peers and adults that can help them out. Absolutely. Yeah, and Angelique, thank you for bringing that up because I forgot to mention that 60% of Nevada high schools do not have a gay-straight alliance. Only 40% of Nevada high schools have a GSA. Of the 40% that have a GSA, how many are truly active? Maybe half of them? So you're talking 20% of Nevada high schools that have a GSA. Ballpark. Right. That leaves you with thousands of kids out there that don't have that community. So we're working to create that within schools, but then be an Angelique, like you mentioned, across schools as well. That's awesome. So Emma, if you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your involvement with the Pride Tree. Okay. Um, hi, I'm Emma. And um, 
I work with Pie Tree and I help get funding, I guess. And uh, I get it out there. I let people know about it and I make people sign up if they want to. Emma's also signed up for some of our 30 Days of Pride events, which I'm sure we'll talk about later on. And the funding she's referring to is we just entered a pitch contest and Emma was involved in helping us film the video for that pitch contest. Oh, very cool. That's well, we'll definitely have to ask about that as well. eh? So I'm assuming I'm envisioning in my head. It's like a shark tank type of thing. Okay. Very cool. I was, I was thinking baseball. I don't know why, because I don't get that sport. But when you said pitch, like, like, with a bat. That's funny. So, uh, the question that we're curious about. So, you know, we've we've talked a little bit about where the organization has come from. So, what makes this program different than what currently exists in schools? So, what, where, where is the Pride Tree different than, say, a Gay Straight Alliance or other programs that currently exist in schools? So there's a couple of things that make the Pride Tree different than any other organization that exists. We are accessible, we are inclusive, and we are affordable. And we are an opt-in program where we bring our programming directly to kids on site at schools. We are not spending thousands of dollars on a facility and we are not asking kids who are 13 and too young to drive to come to us. We are bringing our programming directly to kids. And I think about when I was a kid, and again, I don't identify as LGBTQ+. If I went to mom and dad and said, hey, can you drive me to this facility for weekly programming? They would probably do it because, you know, they're great parents, but there would be a lot more questions involved and sort of a lot more hassle involved in that. You brought up GSAs. GSAs are wonderful organizations in no way, shape or form am I trying to knock them. 60% of Nevada high schools don't have a GSA. Only 40% do. Of that 40%, how many are active? Maybe half? Wow. So you're talking 20, maybe 30% in Nevada high schools that really have active GSAs. Pride Tree is coming in and offering our Club Pride Tree programming where we talk about really hot button things. We talk about how to navigate coming out. We talk about pronouns. We talk about laws that protect the LGBTQ community. And we're doing that at these schools that frequently don't have a GSA. On top of us offering that club pride tree, we're also offering our pride tree mentoring where we pair kids with college students and working professionals. So we're offering that mentoring pipeline and camp, which I'm sure we'll talk about. We're creating that community within schools but we're also working to create that community across schools. Angelique, I'm sure you could talk a little more about that. And Emma, you just had a great opportunity to talk about creating that community across schools as well. Yeah, I, I think um, with Pride Tree and having a Camp Pride Tree, we have the opportunity to connect the, the youth who are interested in, in you know, 
these topics. I love that um, club Tree has a loose curriculum. It's not a club that you go sit around and not to say that that's what other clubs do. I haven't been in a high school club for many, many years, you know, but <laughs> it, there is a curriculum um, where it's loosely structured so that the student's voice gets to be heard there. They get to work through um, with, with a pride tree volunteer who is hosting it, who's gone through our orientation, who knows that they are making sure that, our mission, our vision is, you know, being upheld. And Emma, do you want to talk a little bit about your experience on Friday? Um, sure. Uh, on Friday, um, me, Mr. Freilich, and two other kids, we got together and we filmed the video. We were talking about the pitch um, for the Shark Tank thing. Um, and we, we explained how how Pride Tree is going to help kids understand the coming out process. And because since it happens so often that they they don't have support by family and friends, we can be that support for them. And one of the things, thank you for bringing that up, Emma. One of the things that I really enjoyed about Friday was Emma had the opportunity to meet kids at a different school here in Vegas and really sort of kick it off and hit it off with them and have that conversation, even though they're at different schools. So it's a really cool uh, support network that, that you're building. Um, you have it with peers and you have access to having conversations with adults where maybe in your personal life you wouldn't have. Hopefully you would, but, you know, in many cases. Yeah, and I, and I definitely think that Connecting with students from other schools, you know, I think about my time in high school, which was very, very long ago, but that was one of the cool things about being involved in things that existed outside of my high school, too, was getting to meet people who maybe shared interests or beliefs that were similar to mine that I wouldn't normally encounter day to day in school. Yeah, and that's the idea is we're creating that community within schools but we're also creating that community between schools and we're doing it in a very cost-effective way where we are not spending all of that money to rent out a big fancy facility either. Yeah, which seems to be, that's a big thing right now here post-pandemic too is, is budgets, right? No, no one's got a lot of money to do anything. So, so definitely keeping that streamlined is very helpful. Yep. Yeah. So I'm curious, so you talked a little bit about the camp, right? So would love to hear kind of what the idea is for Camp Pride Tree um, and where some of that, you know, kind of came from. Where, where did the ideas for that come from? Mm -hmm. So I have been involved in camps for about 15 years at this point. And I work with a camp in Phoenix and I've held almost any role you can imagine there. I've been a counselor, I've been a support staff, I've been director of logistics. I was director of fun, Emma can attest. Emma, I'm a very fun person, right? When yes. you say it like that, it sounds like you have somebody host, right? Right? Yeah. I'm a, yeah. I'm a yeah. fun person. Emma, I'm really fun, right? Nudge, nudge. I don't know if I believe this now. <laughs> No, in all seriousness, though, I have been a unit head. 
I've really seen how camps work from beginning to end, both behind the scenes as well as sort of that end experience with camp. I mentioned before, camps are amazing experiences, but they can be very, very gendered. And when I went to camp as a kid, or as a counselor, or as a support staff, I was always the guy who said, look, if a girl's cabin wants to, you know, throw some lipstick on me and nail polish on me and put me in a skirt, whatever. I don't care. Have fun if it creates that memory for them. But there are a lot of people that are not comfortable with something like that. So the idea with Camp Pride Tree is four days overnight uh, close to Las Vegas, within an hour of Las Vegas. We're looking at a few different campgrounds right now. Now, in terms of the actual structure of camp, every day there will be four activities that are sort of traditional camp activities. That's where you have things like music, art, sports, hiking, whatever. And then two activities every day that are almost like opt-in workshops, extensions of what we're doing with Club Pride Tree. Great example would be a doctor who does transition surgeries here in Vegas. We could have them come out to camp and actually lead a session on LGBTQ rights within medicine. You aren't going to be able to get a doctor to take four days off of work, nor would we ask them to, but you might be able to get them to take half a day off work and come out to camp. Um, so in terms of those opt-in sessions, you could have medicine, you can have legal rights, you can have, again, representation in pop culture, musicians, artists. You can also have things like uh, better understanding the trans community, better understanding how to be an ally. That's really where we can connect with different community partners and work in what type of um, workshops we want to offer at camp. That's really good to bring professionals um, to kids that may have those questions because a lot of the time, well, especially now, people are getting information from the internet and from social media. And many times it's secondhand or thirdhand information. It's like, oh, this is how I experience things. But, um, ex you know, experiences are very much per individual, per case. So bringing that, that access to whoever needs it, that, that sounds great. I think you brought it up. And Emma, you could probably speak to this, but kids can either learn about these issues revolving around sexuality and gender. They can learn about it online. They can learn about it from social media. Or they can learn about it in a safe, supportive environment. And Emma, do you, you know, have you ever run into anything online where people are talking about LGBTQ? I have went through all the flags with my parents before. And we looked at those. And there was a lot of... Um, if you, like, just search it in the Google search bar and then you click images... Some of the flags were very wrong and they they weren't the right ones for the right sexualities. Well, and it seems, you know, I, I would think that allowing young people to have these safe environments to ask questions to professionals where, you know, 
because I know sometimes in school, you know, and I, I am not not an educator here in, in Southern Nevada for, for K through 12, so I don't know all of the extensive or not extensive, like, sexual education that takes place, but I feel like a school, you know, a classroom is maybe not the best environment for somebody who may be questioning to ask ask questions, but having a camp where you know that everyone that's there with you is okay with those questions could just be a really, you know, incredible experience um, for for a young person, even, even if, you know, they're just curious to know more information, uh, you know, having those opportunities, which, you know, doesn't happen very often. Uh, and young people should have the opportunity to ask questions in an environment where they're not going to get, you know, either judged or, you know, looked down upon or, somebody's going to go report it to the principal uh, if somebody's asking a question that's, you know, maybe a tough question or a hard question to answer. And you bring up the idea of something like sex ed. Sex ed is what? One to two weeks out of the year? It's sort of this thing that you... It's not an ongoing discussion. It's not an ongoing conversation. They kind of just shoehorn it in and say, okay, great, now we're covered, and I'm not trying to knock it. Of course, you need to have it on some level, but pride tree... It's safe to say that the, I, don't think, I don't think there's any public school that has enough sex ed in this country. Right. Yeah, and I think you could make the same argument with like our mentoring program. So you can compare our mentoring program, and I've had people say to me, oh, so it's like a career day. Sure. But career day is a one-off, you hear from a professional one time, that's it. Also, that's career day is, is like, it is, uh, in this country, I think uh, career is a, lot, is, is a lot tighter to like your identity than in other mm-hmm. countries. But also career is like, that has nothing to do with your identity. Yeah, and that's the idea with the mentoring program is it's an ongoing thing where if you want to get into law, okay, great, we'll pair you up with a lawyer, and if we get the community partnerships and if we get the interest, I would love to get even more specified where it's down to, hey, we're going to pair you with an attorney that works on um, protecting LGBTQ rights. You can get a lot more micro with our type of mentoring program as opposed to just a generic one-off career day or a, you know, generic sex ed for a couple weeks. I imagine there's also the opportunity of what is it like to be of a specific identity in this field, right? Mm -hmm. Because just as it, like in my experience, you know, being an immigrant, being, having English as a second language, like that affects my career in Mm -hmm. many ways. So, I imagine like having those those questions answered from the source is very valuable too. I also know that this is something Emma and I have discussed on a few different occasions. Emma, what do you wanna what do you wanna do when you get older? Um, I'm just gonna give you one of the things I wanna do because there's many of them. Um, I would like to be a pilot in the Air Force. Cool. Do you want to share a second one? Um, sure. Um, 
I'm also a very good artist, so maybe like an artist at Disney. I also like tattoos, so maybe a tattoo artist. Oh my god, you can combine all of those and do something fantastic up in the air. I've told her she's not allowed to give tattoos while she's flying a plane. <laughs> Only if it's with Sharpies that will eventually wash off. But I bring that I bring that up because a kid like Emma would absolutely benefit from having the opportunity to talk with artists and talk with pilots and talk with people actually working in these fields to gain some understanding of what it takes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, B, you brought up a really good point with identity. Some Right now with this pandemic, so many adults are struggling with that identity because it was tied to their profession or what they did. And we see adults struggling with this. And we're talking about an organization that is, is working with youth at their most vulnerable time when they're creating who they are, who they want to be, what limitations they see upon their future or not and we want to make sure that or not is that option that they see limitless possibilities despite however they identify emma what's your favorite part of this program probably that it supports the lgbtq plus community because i know a lot of my friends struggle with that and their families and things i'm always there to support them but sometimes they need a little bit more support from more people. And remembering, again, it's been a while, but remembering back to like middle school, high school, it's a, it's a tough time for everybody developmentally and to have support just in general, I think is something that can be so incredibly helpful and useful and will pay dividends, of course, down the line. So Emma, how do you get involved and and it and in that like how do other kids can get involved in this? I got involved cuz uh one day Mr. Freilich asked me to stay behind in class and he told me about Pride Tree and uh he told me about the activities and what they did and as soon as he told me about it I I really wanted to do it. I wanted to participate and um how others can get involved is, I think, I don't know what the, how you can look it up. Do you know, Mr. Freilich? Are you talking about our website and 30 Days of Pride? Yeah. So our website is thepridetreelv.com. And next month we're doing a 30 Days of Pride campaign. Um, during 30 Days of Pride, the idea is to celebrate different members of the LGBTQ plus community here in Las Vegas. So we are planning to spotlight 30 different people and just give them some recognition for the work that they're doing. That is also our first major fundraising push. So the idea is we're going to be raising awareness of what we're doing we're going to be shining a spotlight on different business owners and um, we have some politicians involved. We have a beauty queen involved. We are trying to really bring awareness to other people's work, bring awareness to our work, put some funds in the bank. And then Emma, I think where you are going with this is our events. So do you want to share what some of the events are? Yeah. 
Um, so we have a virtual fun run that's also happening in June. We also have a movie night where we discuss a movie called The Prom, which is on Netflix. Um, and it's a student-led discussion, and you just talk about the movie and other things about the movie. I don't know. And then um, you can meet with an artist, and meeting with an artist will tell you like how to do different sketching techniques and maybe painting techniques and other things like that. You know, is, are, are most of these events virtual? Yeah. Yes. Man, if there's something that I miss about like in-person things, it's the food. <laughs> how are we going to make that happen? So I will say, B, don't worry. We have good news for you. We have a partnership with a couple of different restaurants during 30 Days of Pride. So, we have a partnership with Tacotarian. They're going to be supporting us. We also have a partnership with... Oh, hold on. I want to look at the name super quick. Is it Donuts? Oh. Is it Chocolate? No, it's, it's, it's Oming's Kitchen. It's Oming's Kitchen, so it's Filipino food. Ooh. Yeah, in the Southwest. Ooh. They're working with us. We're working with a couple lumpia. of coffee shops. And we have a partnership with uh, LV Plant Collective as well. So if you need a new planter, we are offering a partnership with them. I don't need nothing like that. I kill all my plants. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> beef. Wine racks, too. Wine Rest racks as well. Wine rack. Maybe they also don't last around. Yeah. You can't kill them though. So, if somebody out there has a restaurant and they're listening to this episode and they're like, ah, damn, I want to get involved, how do they do that? Easiest way to do that is again, visit our website, thepridetreelv.com. There's a contact us page where you can send a message, it'll go directly to me. And we are looking again to just spotlight different members of the community. So if you're a restaurant that wants to partner with us, if you're a small business that wants to partner with us, if you're a large business that wants to partner with us, or if you're just looking to sign up for our events, make a donation, any type of way that you want to get involved, you're out there thinking to yourself, man, I know someone who deserves some love during 30 Days of Pride. Visit that website, visit thepridetreelv.com, shoot me an email. Angelique sent me a text the other day that said, hey, I know someone who needs some love, reach out. So we love things like that. We have 30 spots to fill. I think we have about eight or nine left. So reach out, they're filling quick. All those corporate guilty dollars, send them this way. <laughs> <laughs> Go right. ahead and atone all of your sins. You know you have many. You said it, not me. <laughs> that's right. That's 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 our benefit of being the host. We can say things like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> and well, I will say again, just really quickly, we are an organization that will make your dollar make an impact because we aren't going to be spending it on rent. We aren't going to be spending it on utilities. 
We are spending our Which dollars to help though. the kids. They're, Absolutely. Not knocking them. They to be funded. Absolutely. I'm all about supporting nonprofits and other nonprofits, but I'm just letting you know what we're doing. We're going to make your dollar count here. So what if it, there's a kid uh, at a school that maybe doesn't have a Pride Tree program yet? How do they get that into their school? So same same thing. Reach out. We are planning to start this at about five or six schools in August. But the beauty of Pride Tree is that we can scale it up very, very quickly. And we would love to be operating in 20 or 30 schools within the next couple of years here. It's a very low cost, easy to implement program that will make a real impact on kids. So right now we already have our list of schools that we're working with for this upcoming fall semester, but we are looking to roll out more schools in um, spring 2022. So same thing, reach out through that website. Angelique, I have a question for you. Um, So people that maybe they don't have a business, maybe they're not educators, maybe they, you know, they don't see themselves, they don't see the puzzle piece in this where they can get involved how would you tell them to get involved? I'm, I'm going to piggyback on Grant and say, go to the website, hit the contact us button. There are plenty of ways to be involved with the Pride Tree. If you are passionate about the work that we're doing and our mission aligns with your values, there is a role for you. You know, we, uh, at, at some point, at, we might just need people to put flyers around. We might need... You know, so working with youth is such a, um, a interesting task that we really need all hands on deck building the community that we want to see. So if you have a specialty, there might be a space where you can come in and host one of these workshops that we have um, in the schools. And, you know, above all, and not to be cheesy, you can always donate. We have our 30 days of pride coming up. We have our fundraising. Um, that goes a long way. So there are plenty of ways to be involved. Um, reach out. I can tell anyone anymore. Ka-ching. That's awesome. That was my, that was my, my little coin <laughs> soundtrack. That's right. Well, awesome. Well, is there anything else you all want to share with our Listeners, anything you want to promote or plug? I have not plugged our social platforms yet. There so we go. What the heck? I was what waiting for Angelique to plug them. Don't worry, though. So we have, you know, the old people social platforms. I put it in quotes, which you can't see. But mm-hmm. we have the ones like Facebook. So please check out our Facebook.com <laughs> slash the pride tree. We also have an Instagram we have a TikTok. Emma's practicing her sweet TikTok dances Whoa. for that one. Excuse me, but did you put Instagram in the old category? <laughs> I put LinkedIn in the old category. How's that? Oh, there we but go. we have a LinkedIn as well. All of this can be found just by searching the Pride Tree. Um, and then the other thing that I want to point out again is we are inclusive of the entire community. We want to be working with allies. We want to be working with 
people, no matter how they identify. We do not particularly care if you identify as part of the LGBTQ plus community or if you think of yourself as an ally. We want to work with you. We are very conscious of including people of color, members of the trans community, women. We want to elevate those voices that are not always heard. Mm -hmm. So just know that we are here and if you reach out, I guarantee you we will find a great use of your talent and a great use of your experiences. That's awesome. Well, thank you all so much for joining us, Grant, Angelique, and Emma. It has been a pleasure to talk with you all and uh, talk about Pride Tree. So um, thank you for joining. This has been Wild and Free, a Battleborn podcast. Um, my name is Jacob. As always with B. B is looking scared because I normally ask her who our team is, and it's always a struggle, despite the fact that she knows them all very dearly. Our team is <laughs> Jose Sotelo. <laughs> I almost said And Ashley Pacheco. Allison, she's our Midwestern satellite person right now. And then a whole bunch of kids and dogs now and cats. Yeah. Just expands every day, every time, every every episode. There's more. Yeah, we have more little beans that are included in our in our show. Well, excellent. Well, thank you all for for joining us, and uh, yeehaw. Meow. Meow. I forgot the meow. Meow. It's been a while. <laughs>